podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. This week, I have somebody that that I, like, creep on on Twitter pretty often. <laughs> I, per- I perv on... <laughs> their Twitter account. Um, and, you know, I sometimes I put out a call for people for guests to be on the podcast. And this is someone that like, I've wanted to reach out for a while, but I don't know, been like kind of nervous to reach what? out. It's true. So I'm <laughs> actually really, really excited to talk to this person for the first time and have a, a lovely conversation surrounding professional kink services. And without further ado, Please welcome to the mic, everyone. Pro submissive Cleo. Hello. Hello. I can't believe you just gushed about me because I did. I didn't want to seem like a fangirl. I was like, no, we're both professionals. I'm just coming here, <laughs> meeting my match. But no, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. Yay. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. That's so sweet. No, it's so true. And I think it's really cool to have you on because like, you know, I'm a dominant and I Mm -hmm. I guess I tend to have other dominants on on the pod. So I'm I'm really excited to have um, not only somebody who is submissive, but a professional submissive. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe let's start with like, how did you even know that was a thing? Because people know, you know, a dominatrix, a pro-dom. People know yes. you can do that as a profession. But people may not know that you can also do professional submissive work. You know, it's um, been a journey for me to get to this point to be um, submissive Cleo. Because I had started actually in um, just full service escorting. Yeah. And I, I saw other templates of what kink could be in that realm and I noticed that people were doing two different rights so there was GFE and then the kink experience so I did that for a little bit um but recently within the past you know few months and year I guess I can't believe we're in a year into this situation right so I wanted to go more into the pro-submissive realm which to me means providing the service of giving the opportunity for someone to explore their kinks and explore what it is like to be a dominant. So I have a very wide range of people, I call them my people, um, who either want to get like their skills down and practice and make it a real like kind of gym workout kind of thing. And then I have others who just want to know what it's like to have a submissive, to know what it's like to care for somebody and to do aftercare and to you know, have that nice cuddly time after an intense scene. And so that's, how did I know that it was a thing? I didn't. <laughs> I did not, ma'am. No, no, I no. didn't know getting into it. No, I had no idea. 
Um, I love how you describe that because, I mean, when people ask me what I do, I kind mm-hmm. of say a very similar answer, right? I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm offering someone exper- an experience to submit, to explore their kinky side, you know, on the submissive or receiver, mm-hmm. you know, end of the spectrum. And that can look lots of different ways, too. It can be somebody that's like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to practice, basically. Like, yeah, I yeah. like it could be people that are maybe usually dominant or maybe they default into more of a dominant or a D type role in their mm-hmm. relationships. And they just want to kind of try it to see yes. if it's for them. So I, I like that. It's like you're giving me a very similar description mm-hmm. of your job but just on the other side of the coin. Exactly. And that's what I try to promote is that, you know, I have that as well, but the opposite end where it's a sub who wants to try being the D type. So they come and meet up with me and they often make the best doms because they know what they want Mm -hmm. um, as a sub. And then they can practice it out with me as the dominant. I love that because I think... One of the one of the main questions I get, like, is how do I get confidence, you know, mm. in in my dominance? Like, how do I how do I get confident enough to facilitate a full scene as a dominant? Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would, I mean, now when I get that question, I'm I'm like, oh well, you should book submissive Cleo because. Um, <laughs> Because that is one of the very many varied services that they offer. Um, Because that's common, that people are like, I I just don't know where to source the confidence from. So I think that's very valuable service that you offer, that you, you you know, can have dominance practice with you. I I just love that you call it a service because... I had been giving it away for free for a long time before hey, becoming submissive Cleo. Oh, I know. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Honestly, right? Uh, yeah. I think that's a lot of the, I think that's can be a big reason for people getting into sex work, right? They're like, mm-hmm. I just, I want people, like, I don't want to be giving it away for free anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I deserve to be paid. Exactly. It was ingrained in me, actually. Um, I just want to tell a little story about the first time I ever actually got paid, I guess. Um, so <laughs> if that's okay. I would love that. So I had a friend who was full service. And so she kind of put me, brought me under her wing and showed me the ropes. And so we were doing duos together. Nice. And the first experience was with one of her clients who was instructed to bring like something tiny to the bed and really give him that um, dominant submissive experience mm-hmm. and I didn't know this was part of the plan but she had planned for him to bring small amounts of um, bills so that he could spray it all I have a picture of this on my Twitter so he sprayed the money all over me and she <laughs> she's a total dominant sadist like awesome person and just said like smell the maple like you're never giving it away for free ever again, okay? <laughs> bad girl, bad girl. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was my first time. <laughs> just getting, just raining down on you. Bills, mm-hmm. bills, bills. Unforgettable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. That's a memorable experience. <laughs> it's a memorable first time experience. I love that so much. 
for a little while we had a professional switch at Mm -hmm. um, in my house in the ritual chamber where she would only offer her submissive services if they were booked with like one of the other house doms as a duo so that situation you're describing I'm very familiar with because that was the (laughs) only way essentially somebody could book submissive services Mm -hmm. was for one of us to be there with her Mm -hmm. um so I love to hear that that's that was kind of your entrance into doing pro sub work that Mm -hmm. um, with the duo right tell me tell me why that was kind of advantageous for you to start doing it like that I think that I at the beginning and still now I've only been doing this for less than two years now I'm still learning every single day but I just needed to be shown what is possible because I think that there's a lot of range when it comes to sex work in terms of what's what kind of sex work you want to do. For sure. And so right off the bat, she showed me that you can aim for the stars, basically. Like, don't limit yourself. Bring the best um, version of yourself to the game, if you want to call it that. I don't know why I even said that. But... <laughs> I, was, I bought it. I'm eating it up over here. I'm like, yes. The game. The game. <laughs> so um she uh like just brought me under her wing um we met clients together and it was such an enriching experience just and it felt very empowering to see I you know I at the beginning had kinky services and so I did have subs kind of contacting me but then I realized that I'm just not dominant I'm just not a switch and that's okay yes that's the thing that I've come to at this point that's cool. Yeah. And even if like, you know, you're, you feel like you just want to offer sub services, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like maybe you, you can explore switchiness in your personal life and you might feel comfortable doing it that way, you know, mm-hmm. or not totally up to you. Custom create your own life, right? Like yeah. for me, I'm, I do pro dom work, but I'm a mm-hmm. lifestyle switch. So mm-hmm. that's the way that I kind of, that I do it because that's, what makes what is the easiest for me to do mm-hmm. um i feel like it's more uh it's asking more of me to be in a submissive role if i'm mm-hmm. if i really want to give an authentic i almost said performance <laughs> but it is but it is well, it is a performance. but it is, it is. you know a yeah. little bit right like it's all kind yeah. of we're all performing femininity like whatever whatever the fantasy we're performing the fantasy we're facilitating a fantasy you know yeah I'm constantly um updating my twitter bio and I used to have this is a performance (laughs) as my bio and that was it yeah I think right now yours just says professional cuddler (laughs) I love it I'm like yeah I'm part of it right (laughs) I like the contrast of showing like you know me I, I post a lot of pictures of me in various situations, but um, seeing like something kind of taboo and maybe a little bit frightening to some other people who are just getting into kink and then have like a nice little, you know, afterwards Balance. you get a nice cuddle and yeah. um, I'm actually not scary and I'm a very like outgoing, bubbly person to meet. And that's what I want to come across with what I write. And then the photos just make it like kind of intimidating 
Yeah, the, you get like the kink element, the kind of dangerous element, mysterious <laughs> element, but balancing it with, okay, but the experience you're actually getting, we're having fun. I'm a sweet person. Exactly. We're going to, it's going to be cute. Like, you know what I mean? I, I also yeah. try to offer both. Like, I'm laughing the whole session. So I, yes. I can't present this really severe image, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not the experience. I'm, I'm going to be kind of mm-hmm. misrepresenting myself. So I want to give both. Because I, I am a dom, so you are supposed to, you know, if that's the kind of scene you want, you are supposed to feel kind of intimidated or mm-hmm. small or, or whatever it is. But also I'm laughing. <laughs> also with laughter. One, one kink I'm obsessed with, like not in my personal life or as submissive Cleo, but just fascinated by. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned about being small. Um, have you ever come across a client who, I don't know if you call them clients, sorry, but um, a I person do, yes. who wants to. Okay. So I have... Um, they want to be like a little tiny person that's being squished. Yeah, giantess. Giantess. Yeah, yeah. I've facilitated not in-person sessions with that kink, but custom videos I've done with that kink, which uh. is fun because in a video, you can really create like the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can put the thing way on the floor and like be towering over it. it it's it's that's quite awesome. fun. Yeah, with your big heels or boots on, whatever they want. Pretending to crush things. <laughs> Maybe they're a little worm. They're a little bug. Giving me ideas now. <laughs> I want to be a little bug. I know. I want to be a buggy. Please. Just a little buggy on a windshield. Um, speaking of ideas, I like how when you were describing doing this duo as your first experience and being like kind of entering the pro kink industry in that way, I think it's cool that you were saying like, uh, doing duos, you just kind of could see somebody do it, like see different mm-hmm. ways of doing it, get it inspired by the way people do it. Exactly. And because I feel like for dominatrices, I think there is this stereotype and there is this box, you know, Mm -hmm. of like, we all kind of know what it looks like from media Mm -hmm. and from wherever else we see it represented, right? We all kind of know, like, there's a set of rules and you can, and then you can go out of the box if you want to go out of the box. But there is a way that we all think of it when we, you think dominatrix in your head, somebody Mm -hmm. pops up, right? But for, I feel like... (laughs) Oh, oh, am I on your mind, Cleo? Am I on your mind? Um, but for for like, I'm curious, entering submissive work. Yeah. Like you literally could have done anything. You know what I mean? Like there's not this stereotype of a pro oh, sub that, that you could either follow or choose to not follow. Literally, yeah. it was like an open playground. <laughs> to decide, you know, anything, how you wanted to do it, like you said, what type of sex work you wanted to do, mm-hmm. what that looked like, and then like stuff like your brand, your style, oh, like, God. how did you kind of navigate all of that? <sighs> brand and style, I'm still working on, but um, my focus is always in the in-person and online sessions is where my efforts go towards. Yeah, yeah. So you may notice that I haven't posted anything on my Twitter in forever. It doesn't mean that I'm not active it just means that I'm yeah I'm just not focusing on that that aspect of it right now I mean that probably means that you are busy <laughs> like you're not on Twitter <laughs> you're working <laughs> so you, know? you would think but I'm actually playing with my puppy nice <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the freedom that you get with this kind of work, right? Totally. You can make your own schedule. But um, yeah, I'm... Like, did you have a pro-sub role model? Like, did you have anything oh. to kind of model this after? So I have imagery in my mind, you know, like, yeah. um, I want to be the, the opposite of what Betty Page did, of what um, Dita Von Teese continues to do. Um, and, and they have, you know, I want to recreate that kind of imagery in my work. And so a lot of what happens of what I post on Twitter actually is staged, but it is something that I engage in also with my people. That's a good way to go, go about it. I mean, I, I have to say those are two of my, like aesthetically oh i i mm-hmm. wish i wish yep. i could only exactly <laughs> <laughs> if i could only you know what i mean like i, yeah. I always wanted to be a veronica right but i'm a betty you yeah know? like <laughs> but i'm I a th- drug head then <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like stuff like that that stuff like that can really help you develop um mm-hmm. your voice i kind of want to modernize it I guess but I do have you can't really see my face in the pictures but I do have the short little bangs <laughs> and uh I kind of I don't want to be vintage um I like to be contemporary but whatever that means as a sub right like yeah. it can be showing up in old school lingerie or maybe wearing like the latest hot thing that I've seen online yeah. um so it's very flexible and I can be that I, I don't know how to explain this other than just being that vessel for what the client wants. Um, and that's what I can embody at that moment. Totally. So are you, mm-hmm. you're a bit of a chameleon, sounds like. I always just thought of myself as adaptive. Adaptive, yeah. Yeah, no, similar, same kind of idea. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of say the same thing, that I'm like you know, I have a style, I have this playful style. <laughs> um, but also, I have a performing background. Like we said, we're performing, mm-hmm. you know, right? So <laughs> I can do a variety of like, energies, moods, depending on what vibe I'm picking up on you. I'm gonna do, you know, follow this particular path on that day, mm-hmm. you know, and it can, that can look totally different from when I'm seeing somebody else on another day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I can kind of just how do you, how do you what do you do when you like see someone and then decide what you want to do in a scene? Maybe you can talk us through that. Sure. So, a lot of the time it is. I'm sure you come across this with your submissives as well, as well, where they don't have the vocabulary to be able to ask for what they want. Yeah. But I used to have a menu, but what I found was that we would try to they would try to go through the menu as a checklist. Oh dear. Yeah. And, um, you know, my minimum now is four hours because it's, it takes that time to get that out of them and to give them that experience that they want that you just can't do in an hour, unfortunately. Your minimum is four hours. Only due to COVID because I'm taking Mm, two weeks to self-isolate. I was like, whoa, (laughs) I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. it, it works for me, you know, and that's what I learned is that you can make this work for you. Definitely. Okay, so for COVID, okay, now I understand. Yeah, okay, yeah. so four hours. And I mean, 
I've done, yeah, I've done four hour sessions. They, they mm-hmm. fly like an oh, one yeah. hour is nothing. An yeah, hour you can is barely get a conversation out in an hour. Yeah, yeah. And they want, and they're listing, like you said, they're like listing a million things and then booking <laughs> an hour. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. choose one of the things you like, yeah. we got to prioritize here, sir. But and how calling them sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, you're making a scene. <laughs> so when I'm in session, we'll sit down. We'll talk about you know what kind of this it happens actually before an email where mm-hmm. um, they may request like a certain outfit or like if they wanted to focus on one area of being a dominant. So like maybe impact play or. I don't know. I can talk about this stuff here. So it's like golden. You know, yep. a lot of people are interested in that right now. I also fa- I also facilitate goldens. Yep. <laughs> Been there. Been there, done that. It's Tuesday afternoon. Yep. 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 Love it. Love it. <laughs> Live it. Love it. <laughs> and my, the thing that I'm working on is not completely blissing out. Okay. Because I stop talking. I become nonverbal. And then if it's a heavy impact play session and I don't know that person that well, it brings them out of the moment because it's like, oh, my God, am I hurting her? Is she asleep? What's going on? Yeah. What I said about me doing submissive scenes and how mm-hmm. it would be not quite as easy for me to like do it casually. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I generally say when I say why I, why I went into dom work and not submissive work or a mix of the two is that I can mm-hmm. do domination kind of on a more casual basis. And what I mean by that, it, it's, there's a lot of kind of reasons why, but like a lot of the little reasons are like, one is like, yeah, I just go completely nonverbal that is something I do mm-hmm. and I I just really hand over all the control yes. like things that could potentially make it difficult to navigate a scene safely when I'm the mm-hmm. professional and I need to be maybe you know I need to be facilitating the scene so I need to be at work but yet okay. I'm submitting so that's kind of that would be very difficult for me to facilitate a scene while I'm like you said like fighting the urge to like bliss out or (laughs) just like you know let go completely and like Mm -hmm. I would find that very difficult to navigate it is very difficult um I think that it comes with just trying it out yeah Um, just practicing it I imagine just practicing I'm still practicing because I just so I still talk to the person who I was doing duo with duos with she's um, was a mentor now she's a really good friend and I just told her like my progress and what I'm up to and I basically just told her like I'm at this point where I'm a hungry little bottom yeah. and I forget that I'm at work yes yeah <laughs> which can be a good thing but it can also be like you know not necessarily a bad thing but it's like okay yeah. but are we accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish here exactly. like for the yeah. client meaning mm-hmm. so what do you do then um What's going on with you when you are in scenes then to kind of balance the being in control and, and handing over control thing? So I feel complicated about the topping from the bottom kind of language. I, I don't know why I hesitate using that, but essentially I am facilitating this scene in a way where I give the options out there. So I'll just lay all my toys out and then we will discuss which ones we want to play with that day. And oftentimes it's just 
you know, one or two things when they may have wanted this whole list of everything. So I guess to the difference between my personal submission and my work submission is that I, I can't hand over everything. And I think yeah. that they understand that where you're in safe hands because I know my limits. And that's one of the things that people really like about me is that I know exactly how I want to be hit. I know exactly how to pull my hair. And what I want is I, I don't want to, I want to set a precedent for them to be able to play in their personal lives or where, you know, mm-hmm. and be a part of the community and be a good member of the community who is not perpetuating violence or using um, the Dom title to be abusive. have power over um, their partners. So that's, that's what weighs on my mind every time I have a session is just that, am I showing how to respect your sub and also um, talk about the importance of actual care? Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Um, and I had a question for you actually about aftercare because um, it's not often that dominance kind of get checked up on by their subs. Do you find that? Depending on like, this is different from doing lifestyle play and professional play mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's different between doing scenes with clients that I see one time, you know, and don't mm-hmm. talk to again. And then ongoing professional clients, it's all kind of different mm-hmm. how, my aftercare might look for the most part if it's like a one-off scene then I know what to do to take care of myself you know what I mean like I need a, mm-hmm. I need a shower I need something to eat relatively soon I usually bring a snack you know I need a tea <laughs> I usually make sure there's a kettle somewhere around <laughs> that mm-hmm. I can do that so like I generally take care of that for one-off sessions I don't ask the sub to do any emotional labor um, for yeah. me if it's um lifestyle it can it can look di- different depending on the partner but I do like to uh, talk about the scene at some point it doesn't have to be right away in, mm-hmm. in fact it, it I don't even prefer for it to be right away so I'll usually ask about a little later next day week later even just talking mm-hmm. about it how they received it and stuff 
Like recently I did a scene where I topped someone where it was kind of like in little space and bimbo space a little bit. Um, And that was the first time I had kind of done that with that person. So I was just curious to kind of know about how they receive that and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'll always get a hold of them kind of to talk about it. And then, yeah, ongoing professional clients is great because I can be like, I'm very upfront about how much labor it takes for me to yeah. uh, to facilitate their scenes, right? And I think mm-hmm. my, maybe to a fault, I think my, my ongoing professional subs are like hyper aware of yeah. making sure my needs are met. Like, Aww. you know, yeah, and that I feel nourished and that like they check in a lot that's awesome with me about just how the dynamic is going like not only like how I'm doing after specific scenes specific sessions but on an ongoing basis constantly checking in about the dynamic to make sure I'm getting what I need as well Mm -hmm. so so that said Mm -hmm. doming is fairly easy quote unquote like I said before Mm. it's easier on me to dominate so I would I'm wondering for you how much emotional labor it is for you like how much aftercare do you need from professional (laughs) clients how does that different from your lifestyle stuff Mm -hmm. how you know easy or hard is it for you I'm using bunny bunny ears air quotes with those words you can't see but for you to do do it on the submissive yeah yeah Uh, at the beginning when I just started not mixing in the GFE with the kink and just going full-on kink the first time was so invigorating, I guess, in the scene. And then I went home and I had to take, I took a bath. I did everything that, you know, that's very relaxing. But what I realized was that I actually need high intense energy when I'm coming out of a scene. So now I'll go for a run instead of just sitting in a bath, which keeps the endorphins up and then brings them down slower slower yeah yeah that's so that, that's what works for me or I'll um, practice rope ties on myself just to ground myself but the the first session um, that was just purely kink was very emotional for me because it felt very validating um, to be hired for this service I didn't know how it would go just only providing kink and and why I wanted to ask you about um, how you kind of take care of yourself after is because one of the things that clients don't realize is that they may experience top drop the yes. next few days. So I always make sure to check in um, if they want to be checked in on, because some people just want to um, experience that and then um, not have to do the aftercare and that's the professional side of it and that's what I take why I take care of myself after Um, and I don't really expect the aftercare but if it is a very nice kind of bonding time to have for the two of us or the many of us whatever it may be so I've learned how to really just not have that emotional drop and um, it happened quite quickly too usually it'll be like a week or two or something and then I'll drop off, but this was like immediately after the session. It was mm-hmm. just very emotionally draining. But now it is it is getting easier and easier in the sense that like I'm not I'm able to distinguish now like lifestyle versus professional in a way that I wasn't before. Yeah, I think that's um that's gotta be like integral. Like again trying to picture how I could 
do this if I, you mm-hmm. know, was going to provide submissive services professionally. I'm like, exactly how you said, I'm like, ooh, I would have to bottom or sub in a completely different way than I do currently in my lifestyle play. Yeah, I would have to learn a new way of doing it. And that's how I would have to do it. Um, and that's right up to all this conversation surrounding like aftercare and self-care, like what I would mm-hmm. need to do for myself to make sure that I am functioning to do another session, you know, yeah. in the next day or whatever. Yeah. So I think I would just, yeah, I need to figure that out, learn it, practice it so that it, yeah, like you said, it would just ideally get easier and easier for you to do it. One thing I'm curious about and you do it so well is with the online stuff. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I think that you have a, an audience because of how good your content is. And um, how do you think it's, could you imagine a way for me to offer submissive services online? Or is it just something I shouldn't even dabble in because it's just not possible? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, um, I've i had some success, for sure, in offering online services. Like, I have a couple friends who I get in on co-topping with me, like, virtually. Mm-hmm. And in their um, practice, they are usually full-service people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they'll, like, co-top with me and maybe offer some, like, you know, some services that I don't offer as well, like mm-hmm. some nudity services and insertion stuff, like just Mm -hmm. in the online thing. So that's kind of fun and spicy. But (laughs) their feedback is that the time, only the times that I rope them into like co-topping and doing kink services with me, other than that, no one bites on their Mm -hmm. online services, unless it's like ordering a custom video. But like the sessions, no, they're like, we're full service. They just want to have sex, right? That's what they want. They don't, they're not mm-hmm. interested in all the other elements. Whereas kink, I think, I mean, both, you know, both can be very layered depending on mm-hmm. how you experience it. But I think definitely as a submissive, you could be doing online sessions for sure. I mean, when we think about camming or we, when we think about, yeah, like booking a camming person one-on-one for like, you know, an hour on like Skype or Zoom or, or whatever. Right. When people, you know, in the vanilla world are doing that, they're essentially, like they're assuming a top role. You know, the, the, the client. Creator? The client. Oh, the client. Like that's what the dynamic is because it's usually a cis male mm. is the client and a cis female mm-hmm. Again, not to say that all sex workers are women. They for sure are not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, just putting that out there. But um, yeah. <laughs> I think that that um, dynamic is kind of inherent in the gender roles, right? Mm-hmm. Where the client who's this is guy is booking and he's expecting to kind of tell them what to do and order them mm-hmm. to do stuff and show me this and do that and do this mm-hmm. position and use that thing on yourself. Put <laughs> that there. Do You know what I mean? So I think... Yeah. It, that lends itself to doing a DS session where you are actually, you're just actually the submissive. Like it's mm-hmm. not just these kind of unsaid, sp- unspoken rules, but, but you're actually just like putting it on the, all on the table and, and you're like, okay, here are the things th- what, that we're playing with. Here are the toys. Like literally putting them on the table. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a table and you're literally putting everything on it. And it's like, tell me, 
tell me how hard, tell me how many times, tell me, should I turn it up? Should I turn it down? Should I do this at the same time? You know, I think, I think most definitely that, that would a hundred percent translate. Have you seen the movie Cam? No. It's, um, it's like a fun little campy horror movie about a cam girl. And it kind of shows, um, it's, I think it's a very responsible, way to show sex workers because Hollywood is not often good at that no, ever are they <laughs> very bad at that <laughs> but, um, but what you said really reminded me of that because um, there are scenes where she's spanking herself and she'll ask like okay how many spanks do we want today you know yeah and and that's just vanilla so I think oh, yeah. I think you're doing kink yeah. I mean there's also that thing about well, I don't know if I'll, <laughs> this might, I don't want to start a whole conversation surrounding this, but there's, there's okay. a whole thing where, where there's a whole thing where men like it when it's not on the table. You know what I mean? Mm. Men want to push, men want to, mm-hmm. they want it when it's not consensual, when it's mm. not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there's that. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it might not work because they would, you know, there are people that would rather get on a cam thing and mm. try to order them around when mm-hmm. that's not explicitly consented upon. Whereas if yeah. you gave them a consensual scenario where they could do that, they'd be like, not interested. Right. I get it. Yeah. Because people are sociopaths. But anyway. <laughs> not everyone. No. <laughs> but yes, they are out there. Ooh, yeah. And you got to be careful, Unfortunately. right? So. Yeah, exactly. That's a hurdle I can potentially see. But um, no, I think you also have like a fabulous Twitter feed. And I looked on your website as well. Because, you know, I was, I was going to interview uh, you. So I was looking yeah. on your website and I'm like, this Do looks, it looks lovely. All your, all your website Thank and everything you. looks absolutely phenomenal. So well, I'm always due for a refresh of some things like my photos and stuff like that. But thank you so much. I do put a lot of effort into that. It shows. It definitely shows. And it looks very professional. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. In, in my really past does. life, I was a UX designer and a graphic designer. <gasps> well, so I blend those skills into Clio, which is so great about sex work is that it involves so many of your skills that yeah. you bring to the table, you know, like branding, marketing, fashion even you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. such a wide range of skills that's needed for this kind of work it's true let's talk about that I love that kind of idea for a conversation because I've always said that you know if you're doing sex work the type of sex work independently where you're marketing where you're booking you're screening you're doing it all like one person mm-hmm. show sort of thing it's like 14 jobs in once <laughs> it is all rolled up, you know, you're a Jill of all trades. Mm-hmm. Are there things um, that kind of surprised you along the way that you had to learn that you didn't think would be a part of this job? I didn't know about websites, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> at all. I just thought that you put up an ad and everyone just comes flocking to you because you have such hot, sexy pics. But no, <laughs> people want to get to know you before they meet you. So that the website is a fantastic platform to show your personality beyond just the photos. So that's kind of what I like to do. And also I include some love letters from some people that I've played with professionally just to show what kind of experience you might expect from 
playing with me. Testimonials are pretty big, I think, in deciding, mm-hmm. like, what provider you'll go with, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, I've been very lucky to receive some, like, really great testimonials. Oh. Yeah. And I'm so like, it's very like, validating. It really is. It's like, oh, yeah, the work I'm doing actually is important. It's, impa- yeah. it's very important. It's impacting, you know, their daily life. And you're creating, I always like to think that I'm creating, like, lifelong lasting memories but that's a little bit of a rose-colored glasses kind of view of things I think <laughs> yeah that's, that is true but I mean that I mean it's true that that's not very optimistic way of looking at it but but I, I do believe that as well I think that like yeah. we are in a lot of ways you know try like you mentioned like how you're trying to give them tools kind of to go ahead mm-hmm. in their lives to be a better yeah. dominant right That's by working want, with yes. you you're trying to kind of teach people how to do things you know ethically physically safe mm-hmm. safety um is at the forefront and like negotiating aftercare all yeah. these things like it's yeah. our jobs as professionals to not only facilitate on one hand facilitate you know a pleasurable lovely exciting mm-hmm sexy experience but on the other hand it's like let's also do the sex education thing exactly and you know some people are more interested in one rather than the other but (laughs) 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 it doesn't mean we can't try right exactly it's all you know it's about what do we want to what's our intention with um with the seed you know and i always have this bigger picture of like i just want them to you know, when I was giving it away for free, I, I, I honestly was going through a dom frenzy and I would just, anyone who had a suit and tie picture, I'm like, messaging, we're meeting up. <laughs> and then it ends up just being like the worst experience ever. And I'm all excited to like bottom for someone. And then they're just, I call it dom with a little D. Like a little <laughs> little D Dom, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. An uncapitalized Dom, yeah. Exactly. So Lowercase want... Dom. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I, I don't wanna I don't I don't we don't need more little D Doms anymore. We need more capital D Doms yeah, out in the need, world. Need the big D. Big D. Big D energy. Yeah, big D energy. <laughs> yeah. So how does how does it feel different than you doing it professionally? Professionally, I feel that I have this like I have that weight on my shoulders of trying to play responsibly and ethically and um teaching how to pull hair and stuff like that that I've already talked about. Um how does it feel to you now? in the in the professional context how how is it different from before mm, i guess it's just in my personal play um i actually engage in stuff like pet play and cgl mm-hmm. and i don't really bring that to my professional side because it is such a vulnerable thing for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so like you said again like it's about keeping it easy keeping it safe and consensual for my mind and um i think that unless it was with someone who had a long term kind of client sub relationship, then I would be able to engage in that kind of play. But um, I'd like to just draw the line there really right now with keeping pet play and CGL in my personal life and then kind of providing that um, uh, intro to BDSM session. And I would provide all the toys and everything like that, which I always do. 
and um, just explaining how it's used and everything like that. And so I think that in that way, I bring that extra element um, professionally, where in your personal play, you may not find a sub who's able to show you the ropes. And so I don't really know how people build their skills outside of a professional realm because of the communication that may not be there between the dom and the sub in lifestyle play, I think. If you just book the professional, it's like they can learn so much from you with all your experience, all your professional experience. Um, I I don't think people realize that really, that like doms can learn from subs. Like subs can often be the more experienced of the pair. And that's a great pairing still. One person is learning from the other and developing their skills and, you know, strengthening their like quote unquote muscles, like surrounding putting the hours for the practice. Like it works both ways. Like, so I give the same advice to, you know, people who are not finding, don't have access to partners or not finding experienced partners to teach them. It's like, well, hire a professional to do it. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) It works either if you're a sub or a dom that doesn't have that in your life, hire a professional to do it. And I feel that with what you're saying about subs, like doms learning from their subs, I had a very, he was um, in the community and I got the chance to play with him in my personal life. And he basically just did what I do to clients where he just asked me like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, well, I'm a sub. I just want to be taken care of. I, I just show up. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. I'm here to fulfill your fantasy. That's what I'm here to provide. So if you can't articulate what you want, we can't, how can we explore that? Yeah. So Fine. <laughs> <laughs> what is this homework <laughs> i'm so the same way as a sub oh my god like I, i'm all about like uh you know bottoming skills you know mm-hmm. uh, and then suddenly when i'm the sub i'm like i don't want it i i don't do work <laughs> you, do, you do things to me that's how this works they're exactly. like what are you even talking about you your job is literally to teach submissives to, to articulate and communicate <laughs> And then it just all goes out the window and I'm a sub. I'm just like, la, la, la. (laughs) So tell me, okay, what are some of your favorite kinks that you like to facilitate in sessions? Hmm, Should I go through my old menu? Oh, please, yes. I'll order one of everything, please. So I really like impact play. Yeah. Um, I know it can be quite risky especially with someone who's not experienced but that's where I put up my guard as a professional Mm -hmm. where I'm always aware of what's happening uh, well as as much as I can right and so um, there's impact play I like if if you see my website and my twitter you'll see that I'm into wax play oh your pinned tweet Oh, <laughs> that I don't do um, with someone who's inexperienced. Yes, no. I, I would, would do I it would professionally. No, 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 no. Yeah, I would do it with someone who's... Um, so I need to redo my form. This is like my to-do list. Sorry, I'll not talk about this. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so I like impact play. I like wax play. I like... I actually do really enjoy golden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like the most perfect temperature shower. <laughs> I love that's a great way of putting it. It feels 
so good. Um, I don't know. There's just, there's nothing that I'm not willing to explore. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to say that because that's not true. <laughs> it's like, it's like when a substance, I have no limits, but when it comes to exploring other people's kinks, I don't judge. I try to see if I can cater to that. And yeah, it's like bring all of your kinks, like bring all yes. of your ideas we, and then yes. we can talk about it. Like, tell me everything, yeah. you know, and then we can, yeah. And then we can kind of decide together, like what, what we feel comfortable doing and what would be mm. the best things to do. But like, tell me all the ideas, even if I don't <laughs> facilitate a certain thing, we can maybe figure out a workaround or exactly. something yeah. else that's kind of adjacent or that kind of feels the same, does the same thing for you, maybe, you know. And another thing that I really like is foot worship. I don't know why I have to figure, I like to like shrink myself and try to figure out why I have the kinks that I do. I don't know why that's a kink of mine, but I really enjoy worshiping my dominance feet. I love that. Yeah. See, that's something I facilitate on the other side. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. And I enjoy it very much as a top too. So I'm very curious about um, impact play because, mm-hmm. again, me picturing myself if I was doing professional subbing, mm-hmm. I think what is difficult for me is like, I don't feel like as a dom, I feel like I can facilitate anything and everything. Like you said, I'm like, tell yeah. me everything. And I'm, <laughs> I'm probably game with almost anything, right? Exactly. Yeah. Except for a few exceptions, you know, but yeah. as a bottom, I feel like my tastes are too narrow. Like for instance, with impact play for me, mm-hmm. I have very, very, very specific needs. So I feel mm. like it might be difficult to navigate so that's why I I might be like okay no impact play right because it might be difficult to you know not go over my boundaries essentially how do you kind of navigate that with impact play specifically how I navigate that that's a great question well so I do the number system so between one and ten and in session, if this is our first time meeting, I don't want to go past the six. So I will tell you when that is. Um, in my life, in my personal life, I like to go to a eight yeah, <laughs> or yeah, nine. Yeah, right. Not yeah. never ten, but um, but yeah, in the professional setting, it's definitely like keep it around a six, and we'll all have a good time. And so we'll start off with some light spanking, and then I'll just say, okay, that's a two, and then we'll ramp up from there. But it's never the intention to cry or to get that kind of catharsis that I get in my personal life about mm-hmm. with the impact play. It, I definitely use um, in my personal life uh, engaging BDSM to get that catharsis and to feel connected to my body mm-hmm. again. Because then sometimes I'm just like a floating head. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very interesting. No, that that's really cool to hear. Um both how you experience it in these two different environments Mm -hmm. and then how you kind of, um, I like a number system. I do that too when I talk professionally, especially if we've, if they're very, um, they have very limited experience with Mm -hmm. uh, impact. How do you deal with like marks? Because I mean, if you're going to a six, Ah. that's specific. (laughs) I know that's subjective to you. A six might be like my fucking, it probably is probably my (laughs) fucking 12. Right. Um, So 
like, and I know marks even, even when I'm facilitating, like people say mm-hmm. no marks to me. Right. And I'm yeah. like, well, there's always a chance marks could happen because yeah. of, I don't know your butt and what your butt, how your butt <laughs> reacts to getting hit. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's always a risk there. How do you navigate marks um, on the receiving end professionally? Well, because I keep it at such a low level, mm-hmm. I rarely get, you know, marks that stay. Um, I'll get like a really red bottom and that's pretty much what I'm looking for. Perfect, um, yeah. But even in my personal life, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I would have been, I would want bruises everywhere because I think it's so hot. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I just don't want to wait for it to heal. And <laughs> It's true. That's why I ask because it can be kind yeah. of complicated, right? When now you're showing your ass to. Well, yeah. I don't know. My whoever. love yeah. it. My nice. clients love it because it's like, oh, wow, you're, like, really into this. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like, for instance, like, for getting marks, I would have to, like, a complication for me is, like, well, oh, I, have cust- I have custom videos to shoot. Yeah. I might oh. have a smothering video to shoot where oh. I'm in a thong pretending to sit on someone's face in a yeah. video. So it's like, I then marks get complicated for me. I'm like, mm. so that's why also for me, impact play, I'm like, okay, I can only go so high because mm. of those things. It's like, well, I'm going to be booked as a dominant where... I don't know. Maybe they don't want to see just a blacked out ass, you know? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's not really the, fulfilling their visual dumb. fantasies. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're smothering breath play fantasy. Hey, um, maybe, because it's like you're, you've squished someone with your butt so hard you left a bruise. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to think about it, for sure. <laughs> I like that, actually. So, okay, are you able to, we are, we should be winding, winding down um, to finish the pod, but I always kind of like to ask, like, if there's anything that you would like people to know about the, about you or about the work you do that they may not realize, if you have any sort of just note to end on that, you know. Sure. Um, I think. What I want to get across to people through my Twitter and website and everything is that not only myself, but sex workers are very multifaceted. And I never want to be pinned down to one definition of who I am. And being a a professional sub does give me that freedom because there's less of a template of it. But I do, I, I just think that I want people to know that I'm human too. I may be able to, you know, take a lot of pain, but I'm just like, like anybody else at the end of the day I just happen to have a really cool job (laughs) a really cool job yeah (laughs) I think that's a great place to end um Mm -hmm. you know yeah I also try to like you know our our online presence is like always going to be curated in a way Mm -hmm. but like I always try to be as authentic as I can you know yes exactly yeah in the timeline um and and my kind of dom persona is also very authentic feels very authentic to me Mm -hmm. so i definitely that's important in my practice as well to let people know i'm just not i'm not this one thing yeah i'm not this stereotypical yeah this like (laughs) no i'm more like baby dinosaur cartoon rawr 
Um, yeah, I feel like we have very similar energies in that way where, you know, I'm just, I'm there to have fun. Let's have some fun, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so, okay. Tell the people where we can find you. Tell us the website, your sure. Twitter, all the stuff we mentioned. So Twitter, website, that's all I'm on right now. It's They're both just Submissive Cleo. So SubmissiveCleo.com, Twitter, Submissive Cleo. You'll be able to find me. I'm available um, within Toronto and also online. And I'd, hope, I'd love to explore more of that with some lovely people out there. Amazing. And for myself, I mean, Twitter, I'm at the Lady Pim one. That's where I'm the most active. But if you must follow me on Instagram, I'm there too, I guess. Uh, the Bedpost podcast or the Lady Pim. If you uh, want to go check out the Patreon, that is my subscription service of choice. So I don't have an OnlyFans. I have a Patreon. So you can check out that patreon.com slash the Bedpost show. We got the YouTube page that is the Bedpost Sex Show. And if you want to email me about anything podcast related, it's the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com. Domination related, it's the Lady Pim. Nope, it's Lady Pim at protonmail.com. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm also available. Um, my email submissivecleo at protonmail.com. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And submissive Cleo, it has been so very lovely to talk to you today. Oh, thank you. I hope we, uh, you know, I hope we enlightened some people as to what <laughs> what a professional submissive does. And um, it's just been lovely. I mean, if I wasn't the one interviewing you, I'd be listening and being like, yes, I will book you. <laughs> I like you and I, yes, I will email you at submissivecleo at protonmail.com. <laughs> Thanksies. <laughs> Thankies. <laughs> Thank you and everyone who's been listening. We've had a lot of fun and we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest to talk about sex and sexuality here on the Bedpost Podcast. Get fucked. Bye! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.